Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hi, and welcome back to Ladies U Law School. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. So let's talk a little bit about our week this week. Um, Next week's spring break, so this week's a short week, it feels like at least. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you feeling these days, Samantha? Um, Honestly, I'm ready for spring break. I'm really tired of school right now. I don't really want to be here. Um, We're actually recording from the law school right now. so Law school studio, JK, but... But um, I'm ready for spring break. I know we're going to have to work on our appellate brief probably the whole time. Yeah. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know, second semester of law school, 1L year, you work on appellate brief. It's a huge percentage of our grade. Like 65%. Yeah. So, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, I bet the 1Ls are working on their appellate brief. Oh, the appellate brief. Oh, the appellate brief. Because it's like such a big deal. Today I asked my... uh, LRW teacher, I was like, so should I just, like, have this one part done? And he was, or should I try and get, like, all of it done? And he was like, no, like, try to get all of it done. Like, what you just described I would do at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. Because it's nice that we have our mentoring sessions, you know, that we can go and talk to them. And so the more I have done, the better that is. Yeah, I I think I'm going to try to have everything done so when we come back from spring break, I can just go to the conference with my teacher and him point out everything that's right or wrong, especially the wrong stuff, Um, because I know I didn't get to meet with him for my trial brief, so... Make sure you get your spot on this time, yeah. No, I'm going to be the first one. Is he going to have all the spots open? I really really hope so. Yeah, because that stinks. Yeah. I mean, because our teacher's like, or you can email us. Well, the issue that I'm thinking about, given, you know, the problems in the world right now, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. coronavirus, Yeah. um, if we somehow don't have a school after spring break because I know there's some colleges that are closing around us yeah. for those weeks. Like, what do we do then? Are they just going to email it to the teachers? Can they even do that? Because yeah, technically they're not well, cause, supposed to know who. Well, we can email them like an update is what they just want to touch base with us. I think the only time you can get them to review something is face to face. Like, you never put it in writing, you know? So, that might yeah, change stuff. With coronavirus and... Yeah, just like she said. Wash your hands. Multiple schools are closing after spring break for two weeks and doing like online classes, which is something that they've talked about doing in our school. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that like any educational facility, they're going to talk about doing like online Mm -hmm. or recorded and things like that because it's just there is a potential that we could all have to like stay home. Yep. Yep. So, Um, yeah. Other than that, any plans for spring break? I don't really have any plans. I mean, I feel like it's just a time to catch up on work. 
Yeah, same. I think I'm going to try to find a dress for Barrister Ball. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's like this big law prom. Yeah, everyone um, calls it And that's law coming prom. up soon. I haven't found anything to wear for that. Also, I'm pretty so. sure every school calls it Barrister Ball. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. So it's like literally law prom. So today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. I think my first time to really experience this or even hear about it was in law school. Maybe I'd heard about it before, but I didn't really know what it was. What about you? Um, I heard it probably when I was researching like law school stuff Mm -hmm. in general, and I'd kind of come across come across it but I didn't really pay attention to it I was like oh that's just something that happens to people it's probably not going to happen to me but I guess just to start off like what is imposter syndrome yeah in case you don't know so the definition of imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud Yes. So in the law school setting, this is more known as like, do you, did, did you really deserve your spot here? Um, and it happens to people who go to high rank schools and lower rank schools. It happens everywhere. I think it comes in like a lot of professions because whenever you're dealing with like clients, patients, so on, you have this feeling of imposter fraud because you don't necessarily feel like you're up to the challenge of helping these people or saving their life or something. And I think it's like this constant feeling of that too. Yeah. Especially in the law where you're, you know, people come to you for their problems and they expect you to have a way to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a lot of people who probably feel like, I'm not equipped to fix all these people's problems. How did I even get to this point? Yeah. And so that's the imposter syndrome. Like, you thinking, how like how did I get this far without anybody really knowing that I don't know anything? But yeah, and that's then just one day they're going to figure me out. Yeah. And then you're constantly, like, anxious about it. So, which I think is, like, crazy because, which I'm sure you're about to say is, how do you combat this and la, la, la. But at the same time... I've obviously been subject to this and and a victim of imposter syndrome, but whenever you're not in a super stressed out situation, it's kind of like, duh, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to, like, tell yourself that, like, outside of the situation than being, like, really stressed out, which I think is interesting because on things that they recommend doing is talking to someone, like a friend or a mentor or, like, a therapist, you know? And so it's kind of like you can be the good friend to be able to be like, hey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to be here, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can think of, um, and I'll let you tell, like, your story, but from, like, my perspective of what I think you're going to talk about, because we haven't really talked about, like, what exactly we're going to share right now. But when we were, it was last semester, and we kind of brought it up to you when you are kind of having, like, a you know, you were stressing out and yeah. I was like, you're, you're going through imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like this is what it is. It's super common. Uh-huh. More people than not have it. Um, yeah. and you just kind of have to recognize it. And I think that a lot of programs talk about it now because we had to read an article about it and there's books about it and there's a lot of research out there that you can do on it to recognize how you're feeling and just understand what imposter syndrome is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is, if you've experienced it, experienced it, what would you think is, like, the experience that made you realize, like, oh, I'm dealing with this, too? Well, 
I think kind of like what you were leading into earlier, we talked about how I've experienced it. I think one of the first times that I ever really like had a panic essentially attack and recognized that I was just like really scared, which comes all to being imposter syndrome, was after we did our first practice problem in torts. And I just remember getting back the answer and just being so overwhelmed and just thinking like, I can't do this. This isn't meant for me. This is too hard. It's too much, you know, just all these different things. And then the more and more people were like joking or like leaving class and everything seemed fine for them, the worse it made me feel because I was just like so scared. Like, oh my gosh, what am I missing that they're not, you know? And I just remember walking outside and just like freaking out. And it was interesting that both you and Bailey were like imposter syndrome. Like my mom told me about this. I've done a lot of research. I know about this, that both of you recognize that there was that potential, that there was this looming feeling out there that many people feel and it, you know, doesn't discriminate about who it makes feel that way. And so it was just nice to have someone recognize it maybe when I didn't necessarily know about it. Yeah. Even though I I had heard about it before. You had heard, I think it's just hard to recognize it in yourself. Like with most things that we go through like it's hard to see it um yourself in some usually sometimes someone has to tell you like this is what's going on like you've told me many times like you're reacting in this way because of this yeah and so that was kind of that imposter syndrome situation but for me I think since I did know about it going into law school I kind of had that mindset that like okay I've earned my place here yeah like that was my mindset I, I felt like I was on the right track. I was like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I didn't really feel any of that until Mm -hmm. probably after we got grades back. Yeah. And then when I wasn't like top of the class or even, you know, like where I thought I was going to end up, Uh I felt like, Oh God, I, I just felt like I didn't belong. I was like, all these people like a fraud are above me. Mm -hmm. And then I had to just like bring my, I was like, okay, this is imposter syndrome i'm literally feeling i'm not supposed to be here i know what this is yeah yeah and i think it's interesting too that yours came like later on in the semester at a different point of time after a different situation because it just shows that like everyone's different and Mm -hmm. everyone experiences these these things at different times also i just think it's interesting because you had trained yourself to recognize it in the first semester Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until you were truly vulnerable and you were out there and like really tested that you felt like you weren't good enough because at that point like you had put it all on the line other times you could have held back like in school in class you know if you don't answer the question right there's always next time there's exactly but and i think um coming from you know, making good grades and getting into law school, everything was kind of perfect, you know. You were riding that wave. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is, I'm on a roll. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting it, exams, I feel good about exams. Like, I just was riding on that high, and then I think I, you know, I was wrong. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a lesson to learn, though, in, like, a lot of things. Because when you think everything's, I mean, and people joke about, oh, it's your luck, it's my luck, like, when things are going great, things go bad, but that's just life like and I think, when everything goes up it must come down and i think this experience for all of us every time you go through this like imposter syndrome mindset it humbles you when you realize when you look at like the big picture mm-hmm. in my eyes cuz that's kind of what i had to look at to get myself out of that rut of feeling terrible about my grades and how i didn't even need to be in law school when that's like so not true like i did fine yeah, you know exactly you were 
you were feeling these feelings that, like, just like I said, you need to take a step back. You're fine. You are supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. The same things that I would tell myself in that moment, you know? Yeah. But, like, a more level-headed. I, emotions are kryptonite at sometimes, you know? I think when you're in an emotional situation, you're the one with all the emotions. Like, you, it's hard to take a look, take a yeah. step back and be like, oh, yeah, I can see what you're saying because you think, no, I am. I'm terrible. Yeah, and I think especially with the people we're surrounded with and, like, law students in general, like, we're all, like, we've mentioned this before, like, perfectionists. So when something doesn't go your way or, like, you thought it was going to go a certain way and it doesn't, like, that's an ideal situation for you to start feeling that way. And that's when you just have to recognize that it's something at the moment that sucks. It sucks to feel that way, but you learn from it. I think you recognize your weaknesses at that point. Yeah. And it just helps you grow. Well, and I... It's rejection, basically. I mean, not saying that imposter syndrome is rejection, but it's all from the same ball of wax. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to feel that way whenever you're down already. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it makes sense, the time period in both our situations, you know, like something triggered it Mm -hmm. to make you feel. And I feel like it's because then you're exposed, this idea of being exposed that you're an imposter. People are going to find out, but really no one's going to find out because it's not true. And... If who cares if they did find out that you did badly in something because nine times out of ten, like we've said before, 80 percent of the class is not like in my situation, like so many people are in my shoes. Also, as well. the, like, like, you're just not be- alone. Yeah. OK, that. But also like this is one time. This is literally one time. This is one semester. Like, are you really going to judge yourself that hard in one semester? Like, no, hell no. Like, if we did that, we'd all probably just walked out at that point, and they wouldn't have any journeys, and then we'd really be in a problem. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So, you don't even... You literally... Okay. Don't judge yourself on, what, one-sixth? That's literally what you're judging yourself on. You're like, oh, my God, I'm, I can't even do this because, like, I'm so stupid. No. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just... It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy when you look back at it. Yeah. like, I think when we look back at situations, like, where we're in tears and just bawling crying emotional we're emotional we're mad at everybody and mm-hmm. then you look back at that moment like i remember like person. when i had yeah like when i had my mental breakdown yeah. a few weeks ago because of grades i'm looking back and i'm like well why did i even cry about that like i should have just from the beginning been like okay whatever i'm gonna do better but it is hard because you are under so much pressure and like everyone around you. It doesn't help this like the environment that law school yes. is. It's very competitive. So I get why it happens to law students. But if you can learn how to kind of see what this manifests in yourself, like for me, I know I have a mental breakdown and then I know when I'm being competitive and not getting good grades that that's going to trigger my mm-hmm. imposter syndrome feelings. And I think if you can figure that out, before you get to law school in any other aspect of your life, maybe in college, you if you can recognize in yourself what manifests as imposter syndrome, you'll be able to catch it earlier. Yeah, or when. When, or when it's it happening. happening and then calm yourself down. Yeah, because I think in a perfect world, like you'd be able to recognize that Okay, because basically what happens is you get emotional and those are the feelings that you feel. You're sad, you're upset, you're disappointed in yourself. You feel shame, and that turns into these feelings of fear or anger and so on. And basically, continuations of that Mm -hmm. is what turns into imposter syndrome. Basically, you're feeling like constantly like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm upset about what happened, and now I'm 
continuing on. I'm trying, I'm trying to put a brave face on, not talking about it with anyone, covering it up, and it's just building. Why is no one understanding me? Why is no one seeing me for what I am? Why I'm upset? And the next thing you know, people are pulling away, you're getting more upset, you're scared, and then it just blows up, you yeah. know? And it's easy to let it do that if you just it's easy to not do that if you try and recognize it from the beginning, like you're saying. And along with recognizing it, because that's already a feat within itself. Like it's very hard to recognize. I mean, look, I knew about imposter syndrome and I still fell victim. Yeah, Um, exactly. But I think if you recognize it and you talk to somebody, um, even if you think, Oh, maybe I'm not really feeling that always talk to somebody, whether it's a friend or your mom, or your dad, like whoever you trust. And I promise you, once someone else tells you like you're okay, everything kind kind of simmers down. Yeah. I want to read these like written out ways, you know, that you might think and what you should think and what you should say. Okay, so your current thought when you might have imposter syndrome is I'm only got this far because I work hard and now that's not enough. So, you know, I only got this far because I'm I'm I made good grades and I worked hard in undergrad and, you know, so on, whatever. Your goal thought is that I'm a brilliant lawyer. Like you want to think like I am who I am. I'm really good at my job. I'm a brilliant whatever job you are. Um, and then how do you get there, though? You know, you're like, well, okay, yeah, I can just tell myself that. Yeah, that's everyone's told me that. It's not working. So how do you get there? So think about it like this. Being a lawyer requires analytical thinking, and it would be hard to do well and being and being a hard worker if I wasn't actually smart. And I think the logical yeah. thought process of that. And it sounds so silly, I think, when you read it back. But I think for us as students, or if you are, you know, one day if you experience imposter syndrome, you have to do that big picture view, mm-hmm. like the bird's eye view of your life, and you're like, okay, well, I took the LSAT, I got into law school. I'm t- paid my seed deposit. Like this school wants me to be here. Like a that's what you have there. to remind yourself. Like you yeah. have the, you're in the position that you're in because you've worked to get there. You've earned it. Even if it came, came easy, I'm doing then like or air quotes or, or luck. Like, because you knew someone you, like, no, no, like you're in the place that you're supposed to be in for a reason. That being said, of course, like people, you know, do drop out of school and all that but that's like so i don't think that's really imposter syndrome i don't think that is either and i think in the, in that situation i think of the few people who have left it wasn't the right situation yeah. it wasn't the right time but for i also them, maybe. don't i don't think that they were sitting there like oh i'm not supposed to be here i think it, it just wasn't for them it's yeah. like i think the imposter syndrome comes in when you really want to be there yes. but you're not good enough supposedly in your mind to be where you are. That's what it is. It's not It's not about not being into being an attorney or not being into And that's this why it that. hurts. Yeah. You want it so bad. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. That you're fighting for it. You're fighting for it. And that everything you do isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. You no. know? And that's basically what it said, right? Like, oh, I only got here because I'm this. Like, everything else isn't good enough. And it's like, no. Being this job requires these skills and you wouldn't have gotten here this far. I mean in that without example. Those skills. Yeah, like in, in that example that you just read out. Yeah. Like at that point you're an attorney. Yeah. So if you're an attorney and you're thinking like this, 
you have to remember, like, you graduated law school. You passed the bar. Like, there's so many other things that got you where you are. And I think that's the most important thing about imposter syndrome is, like, remember how you got to where you are. And it just, you know, it helps me at least. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, I think that's the only way to combat it. Yeah, I agree. So we had a few people ask us about merch, T-shirts, different things like that. So, of course, we went above and beyond, like we always do. Ha ha. We made a lot of merch. Yeah, we made a lot of merch, like phone cases, cute bags, sweatshirts, stickers for your computer, which I think are my personal favorite. And water bottles. They're machine washable. Yes, you can put them on. Yes. Or your little Polaroid camera. I mean, I just think that there's so many fun things to do with stickers nowadays. I, mm-hmm. I just get obsessed, you know? So we are going to drop the link of the merch below. And you can go ahead and get stuff if you want, but we are having a giveaway to give one of you guys a fun little package of, you know, just a few items. Ladies Who Law School merch. Yes. The goodies. So the deadline to enter the giveaway is March 31st. All of the instructions are on Instagram, but just to reiterate, you can do a five-star review on Apple, screenshot it, and then DM it to us, or you can just take a screenshot of you listening to the pod and putting it on your story and tagging us. Yeah, and we've gotten a lot of good entries, and we're really excited. And thank you guys so much for playing along, and we enjoy it. And we can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on the merch and what else you guys want from us um, as far as merchandise. Because we had a few ideas, and we tried to get them to um, into fruition. We were thinking our next thing might be wine glasses, so stay tuned with that. And if you ever have like an idea. Like, we love ideas for topics, merch, like, literally anything. We really appreciate every time one of you guys messages us because every time you do, it helps us give better content to you. And, like, we can kind of, you know, give you guys what you want because we are doing this for you. Yeah. So, on that note, I guess we will talk next week. Yeah, guys. Thanks, as always. And be safe out there. Happy spring break. Make sure you're washing your hands. Yes, please wash your hands. And stay safe, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.